Hello and welcome back to the Perth to Paisley podcast, episode number 155, where hearts were kind of brought back down to earth, back to reality, after an absolute battering at Ibrox. To talk about that, I, as ever, am Daniel McIver, and I'm joined by the, I'm sure, delighted, excited, and over the moon, Adam Kennedy. Adam, how are you? All right, mate. Um, <laughs> I'm sure that... A lot of the anger that I had yesterday will return in this episode, um, but a fairly rubbish weekend. What about you? Yeah, same. I had a like nine-one aggregate scoreline for my two teams yesterday, yeah. so that was it. Was yeah, some laugh? That's not great. Actually, a good pal of mine who's an Arsenal fan was down at it, um, but I think the weekend was summed up by the fact that he went with his brother. He got in, his brother didn't, and I think he left at half time. So there you go. Because <laughs> he didn't want to leave Jamie on his own. So there you play go. him. That's, 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 a, that's a tokenly brotherly gesture, but it would not be me. So. Nah, Kia would be getting left outside, it doesn't matter. But we're trying to focus on other things apart from hearts, but we can't really do that. Oh. As, yeah. Got. An interesting game to speak about, but first we do go around the grounds where it was quite an action-packed weekend of Scottish football, to be totally honest. So the first one was St Mirren are back to winning ways after Stephen Robinson's having more fights with fans. Apparently that works because they won 2-0 against St Johnston. The basement battle was really entertaining as Ross County managed to beat Livingston 3-2 but went 2-0 up. Livy brought it back to 2-all and then Ross County get the last minute winner. Kilmarnock are not really the focal point of that game as they ran out 2-0 victors over. Just an absolutely minging Aberdeen team who are somehow looking worse under Neil Warnock than they were under Barry Robson. And in the last of the Saturday games, Hebs managed to get their first win since December the 9th or whenever it was That's as they right. defeated yeah December the 9th as they defeated Dundee at home 2-1 and then we're recording on Sunday getting released tomorrow on the Monday just a few hours ago Celtic managed to just get over the line against Motherwell as they eventually ran out 3-1 winners but it took until the 92nd and 94th minute to actually get those goals we will get to our game obviously but what did you make of the other games this weekend? Um, just talking about Hibs there very annoying first league win obviously since the 9th of December you can't go over the fact that they scraped past for Athletic and were comfortable up against Inverness Cali um, yeah absolute shock horror before the derby that's just magnificent it's just something that we didn't really need um, thanks Dundee as always for, for your efforts um, <laughs> Kilmarnock will finish top 6 minimum I think that's pretty much locked in whether it's 4th or 5th I I'm still not going to say that... I'm not going to rule them out from finishing third because I'm just not not buying it. Um, I don't think it's done. I think last season we had the chance to solidify that. Didn't. Not sure that it's, that it's quite over like some believe. Um, Aberdeen just looked to have sacked off this season, so that's really encouraging. <laughs> um, lots of angry fans tweeting about the fact that, you know, uh, New Warnock was in Cornwall. Boy, Amiofsky was off on holiday. Duke was in York. Duke was in York. Just a great laugh all round. Um, massive, massive fan of that. Um, thought Livingston did really well to come from two goals down against Ross County, albeit they still pissed it away. That perhaps typifies their season. Um, the championship is pending. Um, and St Mirren, yeah, great that they got back to anyways. Um, fancied them strongly, just as I did Kilmarnock. 
Um, and I think, like Kilmarnock, they'll finish top six. Again, just don't really know where. Um, watch Motherwell Celtic. First half, Celtic were abysmal. I'm thinking in my head, if we get a derby win midweek, and this first half Celtic turn up, we'll beat them. Second half, absolutely peppered Motherwell and eventually got, got their goals. Um, yeah. Don't really know what else you want me to say, to be honest, about the rest of the league. I, That's I, fair. I just I don't really care in the grand scheme of things when I look at our performance and result. I just It is just funny to me that, like, I, I thought Neil Warnock would have something about him. Even though I thought it would be a disaster, I thought the disaster would come in, like, at the end of March, April. You thought they'd have picked up something by now. Yeah, just an insanely bad start. I saw, I think it was that ABZ podcast, said that under Robson they were conceding on average 1.5 goals a game, which was already bad for an Aberdeen team. That's now jumped up to 2.25 a game under Warnock. Not being funny as well, like, I think I mentioned this on the podcast maybe an episode or two ago. Like, they just seem lost with the direction that they're going in. Like, yeah. I don't, I'm not really sure what Dave Cormack, I'm not really sure that I know what Dave Cormack thinks he knows what he's doing. Like, I don't know what they're after. Some of the fans want a play style, but they've been absolutely nowhere near replicating their best seasons since McInnes left. Yeah. Like, I don't think in Scotland you really implement a style of play unless you're one of the top two. I think the rest of us would gladly just take a guaranteed trip to Hamden, wins the odd win maybe against the top two and, and solid third place finishes like we seem to be doing at the minute. So I've got absolutely no sympathy for Aberdeen. A lot of their fans wanted McInnes out and good, get it round them. Yeah, it's almost like the guy knew what he was doing and now he's turned up at their own gap and just like being like, oh yeah, I'm just going to keep beating you all the time. Do you know like... <laughs> Kelly have got a really good recent record against Aberdeen which is just yeah. really amusing to me considering how Derek McInnes was treated up there so I've got absolutely no sympathy for Aberdeen me um, yeah. Yeah, do us I, a favour Derek and put them at the cup as well please that'd be a good laugh Yeah, particularly when good. Neil Warnock said that he's never won a cup and that he's yeah. going to get to a semi-final and whatever I, I, I beg I beg for an old firm semi-final it's never going to happen it's but, not but but if it did and we took on either Aberdeen or Kilmarnock after hopefully getting past Morton then <laughs> Morton who aren't they dropping any points by the way and they're just run. motoring forward they're on an absolutely ridiculous run but but anyway we'll come to that bridge when we get there I, yeah McIver again like this league is really really awful I've just I've just a stat like even Celtic today like Rangers will go on and win this league but they're miles clear of us. I think they'll beat Celtic at Ibrox in the next old firm. I just don't... I don't see how anybody can get towards the top two. And this is what irks me about... Like, we'll obviously get onto it in terms of our game, but we went to Ibrox on an amazing run. There's talk of, you know, Stephen Naismith saying he knows how to beat Rangers. He's not beaten Rangers yet. There's talk of us closing the gap on the top two. Like, just... Park this, man. Park this nonsense. When did nonsense. Naismith say that? I thought Naismith said that he had the idea of how to get mentality and go into places like that and feeling confident in a win as opposed to when he was here as a player where he was like, or oh, you kind of went in going, nah, we're not going to get a result. I didn't hear him say that he knows how to Apparently in the evening news I got sent today, in the, in the, in the, in the Edinburgh evening news, Stephen Naismith knows what to do to beat Rangers. 
That's different though. That's saying I've got tactics and we'll hopefully go with a game plan and stuff. You say that if you have. Aye, but what if it was a direct question? What if the question was, can you beat Rangers? Well, He's then, not going to go, no, I can't. No, well, then the journalist's a knob and knows exactly what they're doing. <laughs> but then you'd be bought into it. Right, we'll get into the game. We're, too, we're, we're well, trying to talk this is about just, other things. This is, uh, like, I just... I, it, it hurts. It actually hurts because of how well we've done. And, like, this being brought back down to earth has hurt far more than I expected it would. I don't know if it's just me. Maybe it's just me, but... I just maybe it's like having to face several Rangers fans at work and just like hearing that oh yeah we're gonna have to be at our best and oh this might be a tight game didn't transpire that way at all we were absolutely rank rotten I was about to say I think it's very obvious to the listener that one of us is not arsed at all about this result and the other one is very arsed so we'll see what happens as we get in here but we start with the lineup there was changes made and the big one was that Alan Forrest was dropped out of the starting lineup, which was the main yeah. talking point from the game, and that we maintained, which I think a lot of people expected, even though we didn't want it, that we would stick with the 3-5-2, which we did. So it was Xander Clark and goals, Stephen Kingsley, Frankie Kent, and Kai Rolls at the back three. Alex Cochrane and Nathaniel Atkinson as wing backs for uh, Len Bakisa. Newenhoff, Beningame, Grant, Grant coming back in instead of Scott Fraser, and then Kenny Vargas and Lauren Shankland up front as a two. As I say, Kenny Vargas coming in for Alan Forrest. When you saw the team, what were you thinking? Pretty much what you said right at the start. Harsh on Alan Forrest, really. Yeah. Um, I think Atkinson deserved to start given the impact that he made against Motherwell. Yep. I think that George Grant replacing Scott Fraser in midfield. I'm not. I'm still not Grant's biggest fan. Like he blows far too hot and cold for me. When when it's going well, he's great. But how often do you really see it? I think he has a tendency to go missing. Um, and Vargas, obviously, I think yeah, it was always going to be a selection headache and attack. Given that Vargas had obviously scored that cracker against Motherwell, does he go with maybe Vargas and Forrest either side? I think he was always going to go three at the back. I think I said that on the last podcast. Um, it's just whether you go one man extra in the middle of the park and try and get outlets either side to whip balls into Shankland. It became very apparent that we were obviously having that trio in midfield and to me it was just too flat. I think it was basically trying to put together a carbon copy of what had worked at Parkhead really in it. And I think yeah. that was it was basically that sort of staple it's evident to see that it worked against Celtic because they're poorer than Rangers are. Um, but it was it was badly wrong right from the get-go in this one, unfortunately. Well, right from the get-go, we immediately concede a minute and 15 Less seconds Less than 90 in. seconds on the clock. Like That is just embarrassing. Imagine the media bigging up Hearts and the run that they're on, literally releasing articles saying that they're amongst the most informed teams in Europe. And that just goes out the window after 90 seconds. Like, 90 seconds? I've spent longer in the lavvy than that. I'm laughing at it. So, Nathaniel Atkinson goes on these little cut inside that he loves Where to is he however. off to? I don't know. What is he doing? I've no, I've no <laughs> idea where any of them are off to. I've no idea where George Grant is going. Why he doesn't, like, shut John Lindstrom down. Benny has yeah. no idea which direction Diamandi is swivelling to. 
And I've no idea why we're always so slow to start. Why is this a common theme? Yes, we've been picking up results, but performances, like this is what I mean. A performance and result have to coincide when you're playing better teams. You can get away with picking up a result without necessarily being at your best against a lot of the shite in this league. Here, you need to be on it from the start and it became very apparent after a minute and a half that that was not the case. 90 seconds, McIver. Yeah, uh, so yeah, it ends up at John Lundstrom who finds Cortez, who then finds Diamande and he puts one into the far corner past Anna Clark from the edge of the box. Obviously... I imagine the game plan was quite similar to the last time we came to Ibrox, where it was hoping to kind of keep the heat, stay firm for a few minutes, try and do what we did literally the last time at Ibrox and get a very early goal and then play off that defensiveness. So However, that pressure, yeah. Yeah, pretty much the entire game plan goes out the window of course it when does. you concede that of course early. It does. Like, it's so embarrassing. Like I say, three players arguably culpable here for me. Yeah. And that's Atkinson, because I don't know what he's doing. George Grant. Like, why are you going to shut the fullback? The fullback's not even close to receiving it. And Lundstrom just given free space to just roam into. This is a player that under Clement has transformed. Under Beal, he was hopeless. Yeah. He's been one of Rangers' best players this season since Clement's come in. And a big thing... Listen, understand. I agree that... I agree that three players are culpable and I don't think there is a single goalkeeper apart from maybe Jack Butland in the league that saves that effort oh it's a great goal right in the corner except for the guy who sat on our bench <laughs> because and this I, is the thing right no I don't think I don't think CG's getting near that either I think he does because I think he's just think an he absolute freak of nature I don't think 99% of goalkeepers are getting that but I think Jack Butland gets it and I think Craig Gordon gets it. And there's... I don't think Xander Clark... Listen, I think Xander Clark had one of those games where he probably is looking at the five goals that he concedes and goes, I could probably maybe do better at two of them. Probably. Three of them. And this is one where he's probably just sat going, that's an amazing finish. That's an amazing finish. But I think the problem for Clark is, which I've said every week on this, is that we have the guy who is the best goalkeeper I've ever seen in the flesh sat on the bench. And the fact that a lot of Hearts fans could sit and go, I think CG saves that, is a problem for him, which is an unfair problem for him to have. Every other, as I say, every other keeper in this league doesn't save that. Xander Clark's been the second best keeper in this league this season. He's been great this season. But the problem is we have a, a just a complete enigma on the bench. If we had anybody else, it would be like, oh yeah, of course, Zanacott doesn't get dropped. Even for conceding five, he doesn't get dropped. But it's like, no, we have a freak. We have a genetic freak on the bench who can do mental shit. I'm, I'm not sure I agree with that. I think it's just a phenomenal finish. My annoyance is, why is it so easy for him to get a shot off on the edge of the box when yeah, he's literally I, just scored say, in his last game for Rangers at the weekend. I don't think Clark does anything wrong. There's nothing Clark does wrong here in the slightest. I think he's at full strength, uh, stretch, full extension. He does everything he can. I just think we've got a literal freak of nature on the bench who can do things that you don't expect any other human to do, which is not Clark's fault. 
But yeah, I, either way, we're, 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 we're never going to know. Like, this, yeah, is, exactly. this, is, this is a pointless exactly. discussion because we don't know if Gordon's going to say that. Which I is just, also why it's so harsh on Clark because people yeah. will have these discussions. I just, again, like, everybody needs to be at it from the very off. Yeah. There's totally. nearly a quarter, well, over a quarter of our players switching off yeah. so early on into the game, which you just you cannot do if yeah. we had to get a result. Well, from there, kind of like, it's a weird next half an hour where we were so under the cosh, but then we started to kind of come into the game. And by coming into the game, what I mean is we kept the ball for like more than 10 seconds at a time. But they still kept coming after us. Attack, attack, attack. Dessers had the most Dessers first half you've ever seen. Where I know he was offside a couple of times, but the chances that he misses when he's offside are insane. Well, there's a chance on a quarter of an hour where I, I think I think he should make it too. I really do. And it comes from our attack, bizarrely. Stephen Kingsley has a cheeky little nutmeg on Yilmaz. Atkinson and Shanklin look to combine an aimless pass from Shanklin. Rangers then just break with such ease that it's unbelievable. Tavernier clears it. But Rose is just getting absolutely bitched by Dessers on halfway. Kai Rolls either looks like Paolo Maldini or Paolo Nutini, and there is no middle ground. He's either brilliant or brutal. This could well be one of the worst performances I've seen from a heart centre half. It was nah, terrible. It was, was terrible. He was but I've, awful. I've seen a lot of shit. Absolutely awful. We're, we're, we're lucky that Dessers was greedy on this occasion and Clark denies him. Again, talking about Xander Clark, I think we're lucky that he doesn't prevent it from. I mean, five's embarrassing enough. This could have been seven, eight. It could have been anything they wanted to make it. It really Definitely. could. Definitely. It could have been absolutely um, awful. We will move straight into that, as you just said. So we kept the ball for a wee bit, had a nice. Five minute spell kind of thing, but Rangers break as Kai rolls with a poor pass allows Rangers to break in the counter, which ends up with Cortez, who got the assist for the first one, and in a very similar finish to the first one, puts Rangers 2-0 up. It is that situation where I saw a lot of people on Twitter after the game going, were we just really bad or were they really good? And I think it's a perfect mix of both i think we were terrible we were but i think they were also i don't think it was one of those games which we've seen a lot of times against the old firm where they don't have to be very good to batter us but no. i think that was a situation where yeah we were terrible but they were also excellent they've been they've been threatening to do that i think to somebody it's just have an absolute shock horror that it comes against us yeah, and exactly like, again we're we are as we so often prove to be over the years, the masters of our own downfall, particularly when it comes to visiting Glasgow. I mean, what is Rolls up to here on halfway? What is he I think, doing? I think what he's trying to do is play a quick... But I think you can see Naismith. It cuts to Naismith at about two minutes before this, gate, uh, before this goal. And Naismith's like turning to the back line and just telling them to speed up. He's like, come on, we need to be quicker with our movement. So I think Rolls is just in his head, I need to just be playing this ball off quickly. And I think he gets caught in two minds between do I play it to Cochrane or do I play it inside? And as a result, he just kicks it in a general direction that is very easily intercepted. I saw... Listen, I think there was quite an overreaction from this game 
online, but in specific terms, I think there was a re- overreaction to Kai Rolls. I think no, I you can that's just. Why it was terrible. Yeah, no, that's m- fine. M- m- maybe in terms of maybe in terms of me saying it's one of the worst. It certainly is one of the worst performances from a centre half in memory, like off the that's, top of my head. If I don't I, if, even think that's an overreaction. Deeper, I, I don't could even go think that's it, an overreaction. I just, I thought he was absolutely awful. I thought he was terrible, and he was rightly hooked at half time. But I think 100%. the overreaction came in the fact that people were like, "See, this is proof that he's not a good player. Why have we given him a five-year deal? He's always rubbish." And it's like. It just completely ignores the fact that Rose has been pretty great this season and when he left and Halkett came in, every Hearts fan was going, we need Rose back, we need Rose yeah. back now. And then yeah, Rose yeah. came back in and it's been better. Him and Kent just look solid. I think you can, I think there just needs to be a bit of like bigger picture thinking here and go, yeah, he was awful. And he'll be going, How, what have I fucking yeah, it, done? It, 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 it was yeah. terrible. Yeah, but he's also a good. He's clearly he has been decent for us this season. Good in this league, he he's just not good enough to but make that, that was... step up to the top two. Yeah, yeah. I think I think everybody was just frustrated because of how good he's been for Australia. Yeah, that you totally. Just, that you just then totally. wonder like, why? How can you not quite replicate that when playing for us? He has at certain points, and he needed to be like the Australian Kai Rolls last at the weekend but ultimately just wasn't I also don't like I don't know whether people need to offer sufficient options because it's such a like bigger park yeah I, I think we're trying to make passes that maybe would come off at Tyne Castle that don't <laughs> Ibrox because it's yeah. enormous totally. I just I don't know if there's a lack of teammates wanting to get on the ball and try and make things happen if it's stage fright if it's you're overawed by you go from 20,000 to over double that. I, I just, I don't know, I don't know what it is. I just, it really, it really irks me. I, I actually felt more annoyed at the last time we went to Ibrox because of this. I've seen countless performances like this one, which then makes it even more frustrating when you've gone and Rangers are yet to get to grips under Clement and you go and throw three points away earlier on in the season. Imagine, imagine how we'd be sitting right now if we came away having won at the weekend and previously at Ibrox. Even if we took a point at the weekend, we'd be we'd be thinking we could spring a surprise here. My levels to go, levels well, to go. The, if it wasn't already, the game was very much put to bed five minutes later. As finally, he does score. John Suter crosses a ball very deep towards the back post. This, by the way, is where I think Clark is bad here. Sorry, I think Clark is bad here. Can I say as well, 40 minutes, it was nice of George Rank to turn up, but why is he deciding to shoot from about oh, 35 yeah, no. yards in yeah, an no. effort that just reeks of desperation? Now is yeah. not the time or the place. We get a goal back. I, I'm not saying that we, we go on and get a point or all three. Though. But, like, then... Then an element of doubt creeps in. This, we just made it so easy for them as well at the weekend. That's what yeah. angers me. And it's, I think it doesn't help because of their situation. They had the chance to put pressure on Celtic playing the Sunday at Motherwell. They've got a chance to go five clear. When was the last time Rangers went five clear in the league? Yeah, I, I, I can tell you. So yeah. they've got the chance to do that. They get an early goal and the fans just think, brilliant, this is it. We could absolutely cruise this here. We could easily go five clear, put pressure on them tomorrow. 
job done after after two minutes and it just it gradually got worse and worse and worse yeah John Sutter's very deep ball towards the back post is met by Serial Dessers puts the game to bed I think Clark should be coming to claim this or putting some pressure on because the ball's the ball's so deep it's, it's like a phenomenal you, finish from the big man to be fair that, that's, like, a, that's exactly that why thing. He, yeah, he finishes the harder chances yeah it's, it's, it's like how are you missing the setters and you're doing that that was that was Nikita Yelovich-esque do you remember that goal at Tynecastle yes, over, over the shoulder I saw yeah. somebody put them side by side like, yeah great that's what I'm saying I'm not saying I'm expecting Clark to save this or expecting Clark to even catch this I'm expecting them to move in some way though when the Punch ball's that deep sure but do something Try even if you miss and it's like oh well listen he saw a ball coming deep to the back post and he's attempted to go for it fair play he's misjudged it it's the fact Again. he doesn't do anything he just stands still it's like, like I think actually I, like as I say I think this is the one the one goal where you can go no Clark is at fault for this his other I'm people sure are at fault other I'm people really, are at really fault dull. as well. Oh, hundred percent. Why go out and press Oscar Cortez, who's just already scored? Yeah, that's why what go I mean. out and press John Souter, who we know firsthand, having seen it for the best part of two or three years, yeah. can play that arrowed ball. It's a wonderful pass from the great John ball. Souter. The and great ball. A, a decent volley. He loses rolls with such ease as well. Do you notice yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. Rolls is at fault. Atkinson's at fault. Uh, who would have been the Vargas? I like because he does put a shift in. On this yeah. occasion, he didn't. He just he, yeah. he, he just yeah, allows Cortez be, to pick it yeah. up and then just fired back into Suter too deep at that stage as well. But again, I understand it. Given we've conceded two early doors, it could be a cricket score. Yeah. It just the lack the lack of pressure onto the ball. Here, yeah. stop the cross. Stop the cross. Stop him shifting it onto his favoured right foot. Yeah. Do something. That's what I mean. I think there's again like four or five outfield players at fault, but I also think Clark is a keeper, and it's just it's my criticism of Clark generally, where I just don't think he's confident when the ball's in the air. He's not great. He often tends to punch instead of catch when I think he could be catching. But I was just like, come on, at least try. At least try and do something. Um, at that point, it's half time. The game's done. I'll be totally honest. I had stuff to do. I had IKEA furniture to build. I turned it off. I was just like, right, fuck this. Um, I'm thinking this could be absolutely anything they wanted to be today. Yeah. Anything. Um, at half time, the change comes. Kai Rolls comes off, and Alan Forrest comes on. He just shouldn't have been dropped. He just shouldn't have been. Like... But, then what, but then what do you do, McIver? Because he, he was obviously going to go with a three. Well, yeah, do, I, do, oh, do you no, sacrifice somebody in midfield? Vargas. Do you, do you just, play? You wouldn't have started Vargas. No, I would have started Forrest. Interesting. I, could you have played Alan Forrest further forward of Beningame and Newenhoff? Maybe. Yeah, maybe you could have done that and, instead or, of Grant. Or try, or try and go not kind of three four three, but like have Vargas and Forrest up yeah, with maybe. Shankland and totally. Uh, I don't know. Totally could have done that. I just personally wouldn't have started Vargas. Nothing against him. I just thought that Naismith would probably go with a three so you're limited in who you pick you're obviously not dropping Shankland so I was like right I think Forrest is better and then Vargas off the bench like I, I understand say, why I, I just think it's again the, the Parkhead blueprint where he's gone yeah I need a 3-5-2 and yeah totally so, as I say a, a, a Vargas or Forrest will have to sit out Vargas scored last week I can't really drop him Forrest has been decent for us this season but again like I don't know I know headache, why but... he did it. I know why he did it, and I don't really blame him. I just personally would because, and I know the other way would have happened if the same thing happens 
and Vargas doesn't start, people would be going, why is Vargas Where's not Va- starting? Yeah, Vargas. Kind of yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. Uh, Rolls rightfully hooked to halftime, but yeah. defensively, we didn't get any better. Nah, so, I, I can't believe Atkinson as, played as much the full as I, 90. As much as I was slewing him, it just, it was awful. Yeah, really, really totally. Bad. And it immediately... Because let's be honest, there's no real point. Oh the God. game's done at this point. There's this, no real point in like no. analysing the rest of the game. This so goal. we'll just go into the goals. This goal, good lord, my! I goodness. don't even really know how to explain this. The ball's crossed in, and Dessers like Dujon Stanley's got all the time in the world yet again to cross. By the way, yeah, the ball sails over Frankie Kent's head, who I thought, by the way, probably his worst game for us. Yeah, yeah, I thought he was bullied I'd, a I'd, lot. I'd, I'd go along with that again, like. I don't think any of the three ha- centre-halves covered themselves in glory here. I thought Kingsley was the best of a bad bunch overall. Uh, yeah, but when the other two are as bad as yeah, it's no much Kent and like, Rolls were, like, there's absolutely yeah. no consolation. Yeah, totally. The ball comes in, it goes flying over Frankie's head. Dessers controls it, arguably with his hands, arms, but whatever. It's, it's, not, even, it's not even, like, it takes it down with such ease. And it's what happens after he takes it down that you're just thinking to yourself, like, what is, what is even happening here? Am I living just, in a simulation? Like, what is this? It's just an absolute stramash. Legs flying, tragically getting in each other's way, and it ends up Dessers manages to just kind of bundle it into the roof of the net. Whatever the game plan was at half time, that's also gone out the window, and it's 4 0. Atkinson, pathetic, Benny, woeful, Kent, decked, a g- diabolical defending. I, like, this is not what you'd expect given our defensive record, the fact we've kept the second most clean sheets in the league. I don't care if we're playing the potential champions or not, this is just atrocious. I don't even know, I don't even know what you say about this. Like, like again... And Clark can do nothing here. Like you, no, you've been slowing no. Clark all, all episode, but he's absolutely helpless when it smashed yeah, him from a couple of yards yeah, out. If Clark had saved that, he would never be dropped again. It would no. just be like, right, okay, whatever. Again, it's like Atkinson's little footing to make it look like he's doing something. Benny Beningame, what? What is he up to? Yeah. And as I say, Frankie Kent just ends up on the deck so so easy. It just really. That summed it up. Not even the fact that we conceded after two minutes. This goal just summed yeah. it up. Absolutely bullied. Exactly. And as I say, it's 4-0. There's no point. We kind of created some more chances, but by this point, Did the game's we? dead, so you can't like, really... Shankland had a goal with a left-footed drive that was pretty tame. He yeah. hit the post, I think, after the fifth. Scott Fraser hit an effort that was, like, trundling I, towards... I, I actually thought Tagawa was quite unlucky. With an episode, yeah, that's uh, with, true. With a chance that on eight to four minutes, I, I thought they did all right. Shanklin cleared it for Forrest, who actually sent a brilliant ball up to him. Yeah, he's virtually on his own. I don't mind. Like he's got no other option, and he actually yeah, works the goalkeeper. Yeah. So, like he's another that people have slewed. But I know it's easy to look somewhat decent at five 0 down. But yeah, he actually did. I, I thought. Okay, that's you, you've shown. So what's you, expected you, of yeah, him? He you, did. You've fight. shown us something. You've at least yeah. had, had a go. It'd yeah, be so exactly. easy to just come on and just hide in amongst that crowd. But I actually thought that do you know what? Gave it a go. Yeah, all right. It, it could have done better with the effort, but he's had, he's had a crack. So I don't I don't necessarily mind it. Yeah, it just, exactly. There was far worse on the day. And then we will just talk about the fifth goal. John Lundstrom finds Fabio Silva, who fires past Clark at a tight angle. 
it's taking, a good finish taking the piss at this point I actually think that this is one that Clark could do better with I also think he could do better here as well but they're just taking the absolute mick because I think it's a no look pass from John Lindstrom who as I, I said know. looks absolutely transformed under Clement yeah um, as opposed to Beale or even Gerard. it's yeah, it seems to be it seems to be better under foreign managers than those that were English and coaching yeah. them but again don't get it um, but yeah, listen. Yeah, decent finish from Silva. If only he had started like we suggested. Uh, but oh, I know. he came off the bench and still found a way to score. So yeah, exactly. Great. So listen, I think, I, like, it was just a, a very bad day at the office. But my attitude is, is perhaps it, the understatement of the year. My attitude is very much. Listen, we didn't turn up. They really did. There's a lot of credit in the bank. I've seen us have performances like that all my life. So. Like, and my reaction was genuinely just like, okay, how, I don't care. How many times Let's have we on. seen this story though? Like we head a to lot. Glasgow, full of confidence. Everybody like gets excited, thinking, I don't know if the media stir this up because it's been so long that neither Celtic nor Rangers have won the league, and everybody just goes, oh, we, we might have a challenge from somebody else. Whether they perhaps want to take their old firm tinted spectacles off for a second and think, well, yeah, we'll give some a credit to another team. This. This was just what I've seen countless times where you just go full of confidence and it's a bloody nose early doors and to be honest, you try and land a couple of punches but you're knocked out fairly early on. It's just so, so annoying. Let's just focus on finishing third. We didn't even do that last season. We pissed away a commanding position. What needs to happen now is we do not let this fucking slip. We've got these numpties on Wednesday night. We have to bounce back with a victory. It's amazing, isn't it? Hibs fans have been quiet for so long. Their delusion actually knows no bounds. They pick up three points for the first time since, as you rightly said, the 9th of December, and all of a sudden, all is forgiven, despite the fact that they're languishing in the bottom six. Let's go and prove why they're a bottom six team. Let's go and prove why we're the best of the rest. Let's get fucking wired into them from the start. And let's actually have a commanding performance from 90 minutes, the entire length, and get the result that we should get because we are better than them. Simple as. Turn up, win the game, and we host Celtic at Tyne Castle on Sunday, hopefully breeding some confidence from a derby win because they are rubbish and we are better than them. So no excuses. Well, that's a perfect segue because, yes, we have the next Edinburgh derby of the season <sighs> midweek. Not on television. Livingston Motherwell. That's how you know that. it'll be a good game. Yeah, exactly. It'll be 4-3 someday. If it's on the telly, then it'd be rubbish. But yeah. it, I'm expecting goals and I'm expecting a response. Exactly. So, as many have said, it's probably the best game you can possibly hope for to bounce back with. And it is very much like, it could be a fork in the road. It could be a moment where, yeah, we start to let this affect us. We go, oh God got battered what happens now we've got a derby a lot of big pressure and we'll let that slip and then we get beat again by Celtic and it starts to kind of just drop off again or it shows that it was just like yeah listen we had an off day sorry that's gonna happen especially in a team that is learning with a new rookie manager don't worry though we are still better than the rest so yeah against the top two it might be a struggle but with everybody else still got a win don't worry 14 points back clear and third I hope it's very much the latter and not the former, but yeah. what team would you play? 
it's a contentious start between the sticks. I'm, I'm you know sti- who I'm going with. I'm sticking with Clark. I'm going Gordon. I'm going Clark. Better be a four at the back. I swear oh, to God. It has to be. I'm going Lembakisa, right back. Right. I'm going Kent. I'm going Kingsley. Right. I'm going Cochrane. My two sitters would be Neuenhoff, definitely. I'd be tempted to bring back his compatriot alongside him. Right. At Benny Beningham's expense. I don't know. Midfield is just littered with rubbish right now for me. I just, I don't, I don't. How do you mean? I thought Benny Beningame was off the boil. And again, like, I'd go Fraser at 10 because I'm not having Grant, simple as. Right. Vargas right, Forrest left, Shankland up front. I I just don't know who would partner Neuenhoff. I'd be tempted to bring Devlin back. Right. Is that who you're going with? Yeah, probably. Because I don't, I don't, Benny's been poor for a wee bit. If you're asking me honestly. So, yeah. Well, I would play that exact team, but with two changes. Okay. I'd play Gordon. Um, right. And again, I just, th- I just think like, Naismith's probably been sat mm-hmm. going, at some point I'm going to have to bring Gordon back in, but when do I do it? Because Clark's been so good. I think this is but quite... Why, why does he have to? Clark's because Gordon's better. Because Gordon's better. Clark has been decent for us, but Gordon's the best player I've ever seen at heart. So, that's... The problem, and that's what I mean, it's unfair to Xander Clark. If he was uh, up against any other team, he'd be obviously first choice. I if he was up any other... for it not being seven or eight. Totally, but he still did also concede five. So that's what I mean for Naismith. It's an easy thing to go, listen, Xander, it's nothing against Get, you. Give me your defence. I'm intrigued to see who you're picking at the back. So I'd pick Gordon and I'd play the exact same back line as you, except for I would be fine with Rose coming in to be oh like, right, come on, you've put... I mean, he's quite regularly played well against Hibs. So I think it would be like... Gave right. a penalty in the last derby. He did, but he also then saved us from getting beat or dropping points so actually it was a genius decision I, from Cairo. to be fair watching that 90 minutes I'm not sure necessarily he did I just felt as though that was just 22 men flung in shite at each nah, other nah knew terrible Kyrol's knew he was like this is going in absolutely but, abysmal game of football purely because it was broadcast on television the fact yeah. that it's not means that it should be a cracker in midweek I'd have Kyrol's in purely because I think that was very much an anomaly of a performance however I hope you're right if it was Kent and Kingsley, I wouldn't be like, oh, for God's sake, what are we doing? Because Kingsley would be like, I was one of the few people who will, was like, all right against Rangers. Why am I getting dropped? So I totally understand. I he would was be right fine for the the fourth goal as well. I love that yeah. from Stephen Kingsley, a bit of passion. So that's the thing. If it, if it is a two of Kent and Kingsley, I will think that's good. If it's a two of Rolls and Kent, I think I will he'll go think with, I think he'll go with Rolls. Potentially. Please, it has to be a back four. My worry is that he's Yeah, it has to be a back three. four. I'd also play Devlin, by the way. I'd play Devlin and Neuenhoff. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, that front four, probably the same. Fraser, I've not really been, like, inspired by. Neither have I. And again, I'm not I'm not a George Grant fan. That's what I mean. The midfield is minging, really. I don't think it's minging because I it's been part of a team that's played. By a mile yeah, that's this, true. This season. That, that's definitely true. Neuenhoff's been our best midfielder. But I... And I again, love Benny Beningame, but again, it's just not... It, it, I don't know. It just looks a, a wee shadow recently of, of the player that he was. I, 
I'm I don't really want to lose that. sight of the fact that we've just come off a 12 game unbeaten run where the midfield has been a part of that I so know. I don't want to just be like I know. I know. oh we're throwing everything out because I think my point was going to be I've not been inspired by Scott Fraser but I've also not been like well he looks terrible like yeah. I think you can tell there's a player there so it's like alright okay yeah, brilliant if he got a, a wee goal or like played yeah. a, big, a big part in the winner or totally. so, something that just had like a contribution a big contribution yeah. to kind of kickstart his career at Hearts on Absolutely. Wednesday night that would be nice and as I say I am very much one who has not thrown the baby out of the back foot. I couldn't believe how some folk were like, right, we need a massive overhaul, we need to totally change it. It's like, we just had a bad day at the office. Like, just everybody calm down. It, that'll get worse if we don't pick up the three points midweek. Yeah, totally. But I'm taking consolation the fact that Hibs are stinking. We are we are better than Hibernian football I think, club right now. I think you can tell that their forward line has something about them because they very rarely go through games where they don't score but their defence is it's abysmal I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm just looking at the team that, that played against Dundee Clark or Gordon superior to Marshall yep. Cochrane over Abita yep. Kingsley or Rolls over Bashiri yeah definitely Kent clear a fish yep. Atkinson or Lembekisa I think is an upgrade on Miller Same. Newell or Neuenhoff Neuenhoff all Neuenhoff. day Mariah Welsh or Devlin or Beningame. It's Devlin or Beningame. I've not seen anything of this guy, so I can't comment. There you go. <laughs> Offensively, I mean, Shanklin gets in over Venti all day. Yeah. It's the three and behind. Maolida seems to be lighting up for Hibs. Ah, he seems to be doing well, eh? So, but Alan Forrest has been doing well for us. So, yeah. again, Martin Boyle looks a shadow. He does, but he's but still he's, somebody that turns up in these games course, and I'll be worried about. Of course. But my point is, we keep the wingers quiet, we win the game. Simple as. Yeah, it should be that. And that's why I think the four benefits us, because you can double up on them. So, I don't know about my man Marcondes. I saw that as well, looking up the hearts, Rangers' hearts score. Like I was getting the photo with some wee fan. A hundred percent the boy that is taking the photo has asked him to do that. Well, no, I wouldn't be surprised if he did because, like, he's probably going, oh, well, yeah, we're playing them in a few days. What was <laughs> their score? Yeah. Like, I, I didn't understand I, the reaction to no. that. Where, I didn't understand pro and negative to it where Hibs fans are like, what what a maverick, what's he like? And Hans oh, fans being like, how fucking do you? It's like a professional footballer looked up a score. I wouldn't be surprised if Cochrane was looking up the Hibs score on the bus back being like, oh, what did they do? Kind of thing. It's just football players are still it's, humans, yeah, yeah, so they'll check the next post. Um, can I trouble you for a score prediction? 2 0 or 3 1? I think 1 0. I think it's going to be no, one of the games. On. No, I think it's no. going to be one of the games where both the keeper. Is it not? Isn't it going to be that Wallacott? Is Marshall back? I don't know. Uh, Marshall was between the sticks at the weekend. Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh, right. Sorry. I, I, I didn't know if he was yeah, back after. No, he Ma- got Marshall, subbed against yeah. Aberdeen. Marshall it probably is Marshall then. I just feel like it could be... Remember the first... Was it the first RBL last season and the season before where it was one all and both keepers just had an absolute blinder? Macy and Gordon both just, like, uh, were really, nil, really nil, good. No, no, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. both keepers just, like, played out their skins. I worry it's going to be one of them. But, listen, midweek, what a take kickoff. It's going to be interesting regardless. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to it. Like, I, I'm really looking forward to it. I better be reeking by the time kickoff comes around. Because I just, I, I hate it. Me, I, I, I get really anxious. I have nothing. Oh, yeah, like, same. I'm, we I'm really should mess. have nothing to fear, but ugh, just worry about us. Again, 
this nature of not turning up first half. Yeah. If we're bang at it from the start, I'm confident we will win. If we're not, we'll see. Who knows? And then, so get the as you out. said, we then on Sunday have Celtic Great. arriving at Tynecastle. I can't, I'm not going to ask you for your team because it will be very dependent on Wednesday. And again, score prediction is kind of the same, but just on the current situation, what's your score prediction? Oh, Jesus. It depends if first half Celtic today turn up or second mm-hmm. half Celtic. It depends if 90 minute hearts at Ibrox turn up. Yep. It's, it's difficult to ask me that because as you say, yeah, it depends on a lot. But I think we've got a right good chance if we play at our best. I do. Yeah. I really do. I, that might be deluded. We might... <laughs> Celtic could blitz Dundee in midweek, yeah. for all we know. And then I'm feeling a heck of a lot less confident. But they've been finding a way to win, which is really annoying. And the fact that we beat them at Parkhead as well, they're going to be very angry. And arguably, their best performance of the season came against us earlier on at Tynecastle in the season. So when I couple this we probably enter it as slight underdogs, but that by absolutely no means does that mean uh, does that mean that we shouldn't think that we can get a result? I definitely yeah. do, particularly if we are all right up from it in the stands on the park. Naismith will have us fired up. I yeah, I think we could take at least a point on Sunday. Right now, I'm going to say one apiece. I'm going to go for a classic two-one Celtic where it's really tight. And, and then they do what they did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, that, I very much hope I'm wrong. I, I very much hope I'm wrong with both games. Wrong. And then we just we turn up next Tuesday just fucking laughing with six points. Turn up in midweek, please. Yeah. The, I think if you said to any Hearts fan, you win on Wednesday, but you get beat off Celtic, I get every Hearts fan would be like, okay, cool. <laughs> Four points would be good. Six would just be an absolute bonus. It has to be at least three, is the way yeah. I'm looking at it. Have to yeah. beat, have to beat these bastards on on Wednesday. Well, we will see what happens. But until that time, we've got to finish this episode with the quiz. I have no idea what Great. this is going this to go could like. Be absolutely humming. I was talking about a terrible performance at Ibrox. It'd be quite ironic if I chucked in a horrific performance in this quiz. Well, a lot of the questions are related to the game. So, oh God Almighty, we will see. So, as ever, we've got the Who Am I? Multiple choice, two normal questions, and a true or false. We are starting with both the normal questions. So, okay. in yesterday's game, Lawrence Shanklin did something he rarely does, and that's not score. But in <laughs> how many? Answer. Yeah. No. <laughs> in how many league games this season has Shanklin not scored in? Now I will tell you, we have played twenty-seven league games. Shanklin has played in all twenty-seven. And this isn't a multiple choice? Nope, you were a bastard to me last Jesus week. Jesus, getting... wet. I also... Eight. I'm going Okay, I was going to say, I'll give you if you're two off each way, but it doesn't matter, because the answer is 12. Wow, really? Because Couple remember, braces, like, I suppose. Yeah. And he went like six games at the start of the season without scoring, and everyone was like, oh, is he off the boil? Oh, What's he looks happening? overweight, he's not interested. Yeah. Remember that time oh, in like September? Jesus. Wow, I didn't think it was as many as that. Okay, fair play. That does, however, me if you look at it, he scored in 15 out of 27 games at least once. Hopefully hopefully he's got a couple saved for uh, Wednesday yes. night. 
That would Hopefully. be very nice. I think so, you'll get at least one, by the way, for what's I hope so. I, I hope thought you were so. going to ask for goal scorers as well in the derby. Oh, yeah, apologies. What what would your goal scorers be in the derby? I'm going to... Yeah, I'm going to say if, if Fraser starts, then this will be the time. Why not? Fair. Absolutely two, fair. 2 Shankland and Fraser. Not necessarily in that order. No, but just those two. Yeah. I think it'll be Shankland and that Malida. Is that how you say his name? Marlida I'm not sure him the boy who scored against Dundee Uh, the the Congolese fellow so question two in our lifetimes how many times have Hearts won at Ibrox (laughs) what a humming question that is do you read your Twitter no because you shared this stat (laughs) off the account which is how I saw it the Hearts standard tweeted it and then as it was retweeted onto our page by Perta Paisley. So I was like, let's see if he actually pays attention. No, just retweet. Joel asked me to retweet it. He doesn't really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. Try to think. So we've not won there in the Premiership top tier since 2012. Right. Jamie Hamill, Penn. And somebody else. Can't remember who got another goal. 2-1. Same again in the championship. That's twice. I can remember. No, I can remember a couple of draws. I think the Palzuelo scoring with the draw. David Abu as well on an opening day of the season. I can't. I don't know. I've got two in my head that I know for a fact. I'd like to think it's more than that, but given our track record and the fact that we're winless in a decade, I don't think it'll be many more than that. Alan Johnston hat trick was before our time. Yep, that was ninety six. Yeah. Oh god. I'm gonna go four. No idea why it's in my head. He said two. He's went with four. The answer's three. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) What was the other one? We won in two thousand and one. Oh god, that's annoying. That was amazing. Oh, I thought you were going Jesus. to get it as well. Oh, that is really annoying. What, what was the score? Who scored for us? I don't even know. I'll check right now. Oh, uh, Rangers God. versus Hearts, 2001. Was it 2001? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't write the question. <laughs> did that. Somebody said it was early. I take it. My dad got it right. I asked my dad this. And my dad was like, oh, yeah, but what, or was it 2002? Oh, here, here we go. Let's see. Or you just Google Hearts win at Ibrox. You can't get that many results, surely. Yeah, that's actually very true. Hearts win at Ibrox. It takes me back to the 80s or something. <laughs> Take you back to that Alan Johnson hat trick. Yeah, exactly. The last offer. Oh, All oh, right, London Hearts. London Hearts. Nice, London Hearts bailing us out. Right, it was 2004. We won 1-0 and it was a wow. Joe Hamill goal. Oh, wow. Interesting. There we go. I knew it was nice. early 2000s. I just couldn't imagine <laughs> Who it was? Wow, Jesus! Twenty years. Yep. Twenty right. years ago, and we've only won twice since then. So it's yep. literally once every ten years. Yep. Sick. Good work. Love it. True or false? Yesterday, well, yesterday's result oh, was God. the single biggest loss Hearts have had at Ibrox in three years. In now three you're years. Well, we lost 5-0 under Robbie there as well, am I right? 
Is that right? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> so then what does that mean? Because it well, would do be... Do you want to hear the question again? It would be, well, it would be the exact same. So it's got to be false, isn't it? Or true. Well, give us a question again. Yesterday's <laughs> result was the single biggest loss Arts have had at Ibrox in three years. But I don't know the time of the Robbie loss. <laughs> so it's false. It has to be false because we lost 5-0 under Nielsen there as well. Correct, because yeah. yes, we matched yeah. it. It wasn't the single yeah, yeah, biggest. Yeah. Well done. Try to catch me out. Yeah, I tried to. I put that yeah, one more, and I was so. like, let's see if he does. So yes, it was a uh, five 0 on the sixth of February, twenty twenty two. I remember that. I watched that in my work on the back shift. What a laugh. Kobe Sibic running quicksand. I mind that. <laughs> Taylor right. Moore, I think, started in that game. Oh yeah, absolutely abysmal. Right, multiple choice. Yesterday. Out of the players who played a full 90 minutes for Hearts, who had the least amount of touches? Was it Stephen Kingsley, George (laughs) Grant... Sander Clark. (laughs) No, it's outfield players. (laughs) Stephen Kingsley, George Grant, Nathaniel Atkinson, or Alex Cochran? (laughs) Absolutely no idea. This is a simple shot in the dark. I've been very angry towards George Grant. I, I believe that he's got a tendency to go missing. I will go with George Grant. The correct answer is, is Alex a, Cochran. Stephen Kingsley. Wow, really? Which was okay. a, he only had 60 touches in the whole game. Interesting. I can see that that's why I thought Mob gave him the worst rating. Which yeah, which I saw a lot of people complaining about. That's how I saw it. Because I went to the phone and I clicked to them. I was like, why did they have such a bad rating? And it said that. It was like, Stephen Kingsley had the lowest amount of touches in the whole game for anyone who completed night. Oh, nice. Right. Who am I? Absolutely blinded performance. What's that, one? One out of four, which in fairness is better than I did last week. So Yeah, but you say this like I'm going to get the who am I. This will hey. be some random Togolese bloke that I've never heard of. Who knows? And made a grand total of one appearance. Who knows? Right. Hit me with it. I have played in Scotland, Slovakia, England, the Czech Republic, Lithuania, Cyprus, and Romania. Jesus Christ. I made my heart's debut against a side I would go on to later play for. I had a very impactful moment in an Edinburgh derby. The current heart's manager put... A dagger through my heart in one of my best games for the club. Oh. Who am I? I I think I know this off the bat, but I'm not sure. Uh, I'd be bold to have a you guess. Would, it would be the boldest moment in the quiz's history. Do I just go for it because they've popped in my head? Don't know. Can I throw it out there and just ask like other questions? Well, you can say who you think it is, but not have it as your actual I, answer. I think, I think it's Marianne Kello. Right. Did Marianne Kello play for St Mirren? I've got a feeling that he did, and I don't know why. I don't know where that's coming. That's coming to my head. Right. No. No. Think. Think about this. Think <laughs> logically. <laughs> Put a dagger through my heart. So I need to know if he's. A goalkeeper or a centre half. Does this player play in goals, Daniel McIver? This player does play in goals. It's Marianne Kill. It has to be. That your guess? Yes, I'm going with it. I gave you an easy one. It's yeah. Marianne Kill. Yeah, well done. This, I knew this, this quiz was an absolute bastard, and I was like, Whew! I've given them hard who am I? They'll get the Marianne. That was not so, bad, considering I knew that from the off. That was decent. 
I had, so, to, I had to make sure because I thought if this isn't a keeper that I've had in yes. here, I'll look an absolute numpty. So yeah, he's played in all those different countries. Fair point. Didn't him. think he was as well travelled as that. Nah. Uh, and then I made my heart's debut against a side I would go on to play for, St Mirren. Yeah, yeah, I thought. Yeah. Um, and then I had Bizarre. a very impactful moment in the Edinburgh Derby. The key word there is impactful. He got stretchered off after he went up with a head knock with Colin Nish and Balak replaced him. Yeah. Um, and then the current Hearts manager put a dagger through my heart in one of my best games yeah, for the club. Yeah, I remember it. He was brilliant Smith, as well that day. And the yes, last he was. Gasp. Was it because was, did they not get two late goals? Was it not, uh, Lafferty and Naismith. Lafferty and Naismith. Yes, yeah. Naismith in the ninety-second minute, he made a save from Stephen Davis that was voted save of the season in the league wow. at the end of the season. Yeah, there you go. I, I briefly remember that game, but yeah, that's that was horrible. That I thought um, I'd give you a, who, a decent one. Who did he play for down south? I'm curious. Wolves. Did he? Yeah, he he was he joined on an emergency loan deal. Hold on, I'll get it. I don't um, remember him playing down south at all. On, Mar- on the 28th of March 2013, Kell signed for English Championship Club Wolverhampton Wanderers in a short-term deal until the end of the season. So, because Wayne Hennessy and Carl Akimi both got hurt, so he was there from March till May. Because I, I, re- I remember hearing Ryan Stevenson talking on a podcast saying that he'd been asked... Uh, at Ipswich while he was there they were having a look at Marion Kello and their only concern was his height because I think he was 5'10", 5'11". He was 6 foot 1". Well, six one. Oh, but that's still not massive for keeper but you say that. So... Yeah, because they, they were talking that at least, I think he had to be at least 6'4", and Ipswich would consider making a move but the only right. reason that they didn't was again height concerns. Well, with interest from Aston Villa and other English clubs to sign a pre-contract Aston on the 5th Villa, of April... Wow. 5th of April 2012, so just a month before the Cup win, Kello agreed to an early termination. After being released by the club, Kello joined Ipswich on trial. Ah, there you go. He featured in two pre-season friendlies as a trialist, but despite impressing the manager, Paul Jewell, they didn't sign him due to height restraints. Ah, yeah, there you go. Yes, I heard Steve will speak about that. So that's interesting. He'd have been there at the time, of course, because... He oh yeah, left obviously. Yeah. During the the cup win, didn't he? Yeah, and then came back. He then joined Wolves on a trial and played a preseason game against Telford, but no deal was agreed then. So he then goes to Romania and plays for Astra Girugu and plays Astra Gugu. Yes, exactly. <laughs> However, he only made two appearances between the fifth of September, twenty twelve, and then was released in December. So then he signed for Wolves in the short term in March 2013. And then he signed for St Mirren for two years. And then he went to that uh, team that beat Rangers, uh, Aris Limassol. Oh, Did they go. beat them or get a draw? I can't mind. Ah, uh, they beat them over there and got yeah. a draw at Ibrox. Aye. So he, yeah. played, he played there for two years. Wow, there you go. So I thought I'd give you one that you would, I definitely Thanks. knew you'd know. That was nice. That was fine. That was, exactly. And you've obviously known that I've had a rough weekend, so that's yes, that's exactly. So it's like right, I'll, it's a shite quiz, but I'll give him the who am I? Very, very considerate. Thank you very yes. much. Greatly right. appreciated. So, did you get it as quick as Adam? It'd be very impressive if you did. Let us know if you did, and we really hope that you have enjoyed this episode, even though it's mostly just been like that was shite, but it was shite. So. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. If you have enjoyed it, please leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice. If you've been watching us on YouTube, please have a like, comment, and subscribe. Pert to Paisley on all the socials. Pert to Paisley at gmail.com if you want to fire us over an email. 
Adam, where can they get you on all the socials? Uh, you can find me watching a compilation of Marion Kello's Best Saves in a Heart shirt at Adam T. Kendall. What about yourself, mate? My final clue, by the way, was going to be I was one of Daniel's favourite players with his week because I fucking I love loved Marion Kello. Well. Yeah, I loved him so much. I am at dmckiver22. We'll be back next week to discuss all the fallout from the Derby, all the fallout from the Celtic game, and everything else that happens in between. But until then, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Come on, Hubs!